grab me a beer and grab him a coke We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes And please don't mix it up cause he done sobered up Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds And Brandon says here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy Brandon says here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the show. It used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, talk shit and reminisce about crazy old stories. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with people, reminisce about the good old crazy days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, comedian Tori Cole. <sighs> hey, thank you for that intro. That was, that was beautiful. Was it? I'm trying to match your energy. I need a better matching energy. Last night I had a set at Broadway, and and after Troy Bond was like, you got to bring it up, man. Like, oh, you were just down the whole... Yeah, and as he's saying this to me, these two audience members walk out, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Like, this is, like, not only a sign from, like, my friend, but then it's, like, the universe sent these two women up the stairs. Yeah, to like, be like, hey, hey double Pick it up a little. That. Pick it up a little. So then I had, luckily, I could redeem myself on the 11, and I was full, like, you know, wild now. Cranked but it. I, you know, I'm catching myself. Like, just as you did that, I was kind of like, Oh, okay. this is too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like, was scared of it. I was like, okay, match the energy. See, that's my natural state. My energy. natural state is, we were just talking about this before we turned the mics on, but my natural state is high intensity. Like, yeah. let's go. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, We've been trying me. to do this for six months only because when I first moved here, I met you at an open mic and it was the very first mic I went to you and Jimmy. And I was like, ah, comedy in New York's gonna be so easy. I'm meeting like real comedians at open mics. Like this is fun. And then for months that never happened again. It was like a flash in the pan, like super cool thing because you guys were both working comedians who just happened to be at that open mic. And I thought that's how every open mic was going to be. And that is not, not the case. <laughs> But plug everything up front, plug your Instagram, social media, any dates you have coming up. This will come out okay. on the 28th. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Tori Cole, T-O-R-E-Y, because I'm special, C-O-L-E. Um, I'm not on tw- uh, like TikTok or anything. I'm like so, I got too much shame for that. Yeah, but I'm so bad at it. I know. I got it because everyone was like, oh, you got to get it. And then uh, I just, I don't know how people do. I have ideas in my head all the time. Right? For videos. Same. Same. And then I'm always like, I'm not going to. There's this, no way I'm going to do literally that. Literally today I'm walking to work in the rain and I'm like thinking of a bit like I don't have an umbrella and I'm like looking at everyone around me like with their umbrellas. Like kind of like when you walk into a place and they're wearing masks and you're not. I'm like, do I look crazy without an umbrella in the rain right now? And then I was like, I could just rip a TikTok right now. I'd like make it, yeah. make it a quick bit. And then I was like, fuck no, am I going to talk into my phone? I, I already can't look fucking crazy. stand it. Yeah, I'm walking in the rain, you know, and I just didn't and do then it. And then you'll see, because I, I get on TikTok, because I like to watch the videos because they're mm-hmm. addicting. And I'll see some of these videos and I go, I fucking thought of that. It's got yeah. like a million yeah. five views yep. and like a hundred thousand likes. I'm like, I literally was walking through yeah. Central Park thinking about that. Yeah, and literally. it's like, but I won't do it. And then there's all the TikTokers that came up during the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, I, I opened my TikTok. I made an account during the pandemic and I started to like here and there. And then I was like, nah, this is embarrassing. Or, yeah. you know, you didn't get a following right away. So you're like, well, it's like, if you think about all the TikTokers and they're like big videos, it's like, if this didn't have views, this would be embarrassing. This you know? would be, it, but it has 8 million views. So you're like, all right, like, yeah, I'm on board with this. This is funny. This sure. is something that's going to get me in trouble, but fuck it. Let's do it right off the bat. So there are people that I know. Um, and obviously I'm sure people, you know, because we, you know, travel and 
the circle, the world of comedy. But when TikTok came out and then the pandemic kind of coincided a few years after, and there were people who blew the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being jealous, for lack of a better term. And I was like, no, 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 no. Fuck this, fuck them, mm-hmm. fuck the entire system. Yeah. And now they're like, then they're opening at clubs. Now they're featuring. Now they're headlining. And I'm like, that's not how this fucking works. I know. And everyone I'd say that to, like, especially like tenured comedian, like one of my good friends, Matt Folcheron, who's been doing comedy for 20 years, travels all over the world. He's like, relax, man. Like, they'll have their little run. And then if they can't produce, yeah. then they'll fizzle out. And if they can't produce, there was nothing to be upset about in the first place because we're all doing the same thing. Totally. I want nothing but success for people that I think deserve it, deserve it who yeah. work as hard as we mm-hmm. do, who go to the mics. Like I do this fucking podcast every week. I go to mics all the time and then I work my job. This and then fucking podcast. I try. <laughs> I love my podcast. But then, <laughs> but then I, I have a sports podcast that I do and then I try to do the hang, but I also try to manage that balance that with actually doing mics. Right. And then you don't want to be the hanger. You yeah. Know? And, and then I have an actual job that yeah. I have to do, which is at night. And everyone's like, oh, you got to get a day job. It's like, well, if you saw my checks for four days of work, you'd be like, no, 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 keep that job. Uh, so it's just this weird balancing act. And so people who do that, I'm like, yeah, fucking get the show. Do it. Whether you're funny or not, like that's almost – like that is something that bothers me. But that's almost like you worked your ass off to get there. Yeah. But some of these people on TikTok, I'm just like, you fucking like tripped and fell and now all of a sudden you're headlining like yeah. Caroline's? Like go fuck yourself. Or, or like people like Tinks and Remy Bader, not to say anything negative, but they're at like the Oscars and the Grammy. Like, I'm like, what are you doing at these major events? Yeah. Like. You have not been in a film or, you know, or can sing. I'm just like, what's happening? Yeah. But there they are looking fancy and posting about it. And you're like, all right, fucking I sure. Guess <laughs> you have a cheat code and you fucking figured it out. So good for you, I guess. But yeah, and that's the other thing maybe too that's me is... being jealous. Maybe I know, I'll call it out. Maybe I'm just jealous. Because people are like, oh, well, I worked really hard at this. And it's like, there's a part. And it's the same thing in any line of show business or entertainment. There is a part that is lucky. Mm-hmm. How many people do we see at mics and you're like, wow, this person's fucking hilarious, but they do a mic like every once in a while and they're not out there actually like putting in the work. So you're like, they'll never go anywhere. And so, but you know, that's true yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see it. I mean, I've been doing it for on and off for over a decade. So I can see, I can be like, there's some people I know in Jacksonville, the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And some of them work their asses off and they tour constantly. Some of them just kind of dabble in shows here and there. And it's like, Oh, well, the people who dabble in shows in a small scene, yeah. that's just your hobby. Like, you don't want to do comedy. Like, you like doing it as, like, a fun you thing. You have to burn your life down. Yeah, you have to burn totally torch down. everything yeah, to the ground. everything. Just light it on fire. And then... And then and then you're worthy. Exactly. And then we but are unless, initiated, yeah. aren't we, Bruce? Unless you're annihilating everything, you're not doing it You're not it right. doing it right. Yeah. Questioning every step of the way. Why am I doing this? Are they still my friends? Yeah. I yeah. mean, Matt Fosher has a great joke about it. You know, he's been homeless. We've all been there. Yeah. You haven't been homeless. You're not chasing your dreams. That's beautiful. Yeah. I need to like, that was get on that his Comedy Central Presents. Forehead. That's good. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, first time on the show. So I want yes. everybody to kind of get to know Tori a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you live in New York now doing comedy. Are you originally from here? Or you, you're from the. From Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I want to go back to how we met at the mic. Okay. Yeah. And how you asked me to do the podcast. I'm not going to lie. You were like, come to my apartment. I was like, this guy's from Florida. He could be a murderer. <laughs> and I was busy. I'm not going to lie. I, like, I, I would tell you if I straight up like, bailed because I thought you were going to kill me. But um, 
yeah, that would be a lot funnier for yeah, content. Yeah, I definitely. It was like a concern. I was like, I don't know, this guy. This is a par- his apartment. I'm like, his girlfriend. Like, she'll be there. Maybe I don't know. I did all the math, but um, yeah, I, I make sure. And uh, to your point, because I grew up around women, I made sure to throw in the like, yeah, where my girlfriend and right, I live. Right. I have so a I, girlfriend. I, there I is analyzed, somebody else. Yeah, I analyzed the message. I was like, okay, there's a girlfriend involved, but it's at the apartment, and he's from Florida. I just met him at a mic. You know, I met him at. Broadway comedy club, like ooh. Oh, and it was weird too because that was the very first mic I had ever done yeah. in New mm-hmm. York. Totally. And like I said, like <laughs> afterwards, I was like, oh well, we'll do the same thing we do in Florida, which is you do a mic. And mics, I've said it a billion times, but mics in Florida are more like shows, a lot of them. Okay. Because there's audience members. There's not mm-hmm. a lot to do. There's not an oversaturation of comedy. So if you want to see live comedy, you end up having to go to a mic most of the time. So, I was like, I'll do the hang thing after the mic, and I met you and Jimmy. And we were all like talking and I, I don't know if you guys could tell like, oh, he just moved here, but he has been doing comedy a while or like what? But we were all kind of hitting it off. And I was like, oh, perfect. I've got a couple episodes banked, but I'll just start booking these people on mm-hmm. my pod. Like I'll just start booking all these people on the podcast. And uh, I, there's another reason I told you I got the studio one for the Jeff Sheen incident, which has been well documented because it happened while we were recording mm-hmm. where Maya tried to poop on him. But two, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I'm going to ask women, men, like high level comedians, low level open mic. Like I'm gonna ask all sorts of people yeah. to do the show. And how weird is it to be like, hey, do you want to come to my apartment so I can wear your skin like like right, a coat? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna do to me. So I'm just glad we're here, and I'm glad you know. Six well, months what went changed? fast. Yeah. What six changed months- in your mind though? Like, were you like, oh, he's booking like real people on the podcast, or were you like, oh, I've seen him at shows now, or? Like, what changed to where you were like, oh, maybe he's well, not. Well, you uh, went from this random man from Florida coming into the comedy scene to really sticking around. Um, and I saw just your commitment and who you were. And I got to know you more just through seeing you at Mike's and um, just seeing you on the scene and just kind of seeing how okay. you've embedded yourself. And then, you know, um, listening to Andrew Ginsburg's uh, episode, I just really loved listening to it. And I was like, oh, like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of reps in time, you know, comedy. Yeah, that's comedy. <laughs> reps in time. I had to see it to believe it. So um, here we are. That's, uh, I, I was fucking around with Isaac about it, but that's kind of exactly what happened with Isaac too. Cause I asked them, cause that's the thing is in my head, cause comedy means so much to me. Like when little things happen, they seem like throwaway dumb things, but I hold on to those. Mm-hmm. So like meeting you and Jimmy, those are the first two real comics I met in New York. That's going to stick with me all the yeah. time. Doing the Joey Bats mic that same day, Andrew and Isaac were running it. Serendipitous, so. honestly. Yeah, and so when I ran into them, I think at the hell one of the Hell Yeah mics back when R.I.P. Seller Seventy Seven was still mm-hmm. around. R.I.P. But it's coming back. I was like, hey, you you guys should be on the podcast, and they had no idea who I was. I remember them, but they right. didn't know who I was. So it was very much like, yeah. And then we got to talking and then Andrew, who's been sober for a while and has some crazy story, was like, yeah, yeah I'll definitely do it. I'd love to talk about that shit. And then Isaac was like, well, you know, I got a job. I work a nine to five. Like, I don't really know. And then the day, and I told Isaac this, so I don't mind saying it on the show, but like the day after Andrew's episode came out, he messaged me. He goes, hey man, I could totally like blow off work and come Hilarious. and do it, I guess. And I was like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> Ginsburg is like our sober spirit guide. <laughs> yeah, he's... um. He's been, man, you listened to his episode and everybody listening, I hope, go back and listen to that mm-hmm. if you haven't. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was my kind of, like, fun because it's one of those things where I like having people on the show who have stopped drinking and we'll get into yeah, yeah. your whole thing mm-hmm. a little bit later. But there's always a, people who have stopped drinking always have a reason, whether it's right. they're sober or they're an AA or they just quit drinking and they still smoke or whatever. But there's always a few things that led to them stopping drinking. Yeah. And to me, 
because that's my life experience, those always make for the best stories. Like I'll have people on and I got nothing against like, yeah, I got really drunk and woke up in like my neighbor's yard. Like those are fun stories. But I spent $26,000 in 28 days Yeah, in Daytona. Like doing coke and blowing through. So, but it's one of those things where it's like, that's a story. Yeah, like, come on. Totally. Totally. But I'm you like, yeah. have uh, some stories that you I wanted do to have share. Some stories. And yeah. the reason I bring that up is because you are, um, have not had a drink in a couple of weeks. 17 days. There you go. Who's yeah, counting? Who's uh, counting? Not me. I so am. that means we're in for a treat of some good stories because yeah. anybody who says I got a little too out of control and had to put it down, even if it's for a month, two months, yeah. a year, that means they got some some ammo in the tank. So take us back from Maryland. From Maryland. And when did you start doing stand-up? Start. I think it was like, when did you start drinking? I'm like, oh, um, no. Start doing stand-up. I, um, not that long ago, honestly. It started in 2019. Okay. And it all started because my friend asked me to be her maid of honor. Mm -hmm. And that was like during the time when like YouTube videos were blowing up with like the maid of honors like doing the stupid dance and like they would get like a million views on YouTube. Those, and I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna fucking blow this out of the water. I'm gonna give the best speech so ever. So you weren't was. doing, were you in inter any sort Nothing. of entertainment? Absolutely not. So you were just like, I'm gonna- I was gonna just a regular yeah. gal working a marketing job. But you're like, I'm gonna fucking blow this YouTube yeah, shit up. Yeah, I was like, like I'm, I'm gonna show all of you yeah. how to do YouTube. I was like, she asked me to be her maid of honor. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just tear the place down. Yeah, so you had something um, in you where it's it like- did, yeah, some, I was like, I can do this. And then, uh, and I just, my, my job, I had to present to like car dealers, so- mm. I already kind of pulled the layer off of public speaking, which I, I did a public speaking class in college. And to get through it, I drank. I would I would fill yeah. my water bottle up with orange juice and vodka. I'd be hammered by 9.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Fuck yeah. Rip through my speech and then get it done. And then my, I remember my mom being like, hey, how's public speaking going? I know you were so scared of that class. And I was like, oh, it's fine. So originally you were a terror. Well, obviously you Horrified. were so scared that you had yeah. to get no. wasted. Hammered. Absolutely shithouse. Just like tottering up in front of the, my class. Well, let's go. Okay. So we're going to go. Oh, let's... yeah. I'm going on a rabbit hole, but. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to skip. Let's let's put the stand up thing on hold. Let's go chronologically. So take it back. Chronologically. Okay. So we'll actually start to where you first said that. Hey, it's Mateo. Uh, we'll go back to where you first said that. Uh, so you said. <laughs> I'm being a simp right now. Hey, Gotham Podcast Big Studio. Fan. You never know who's going to be around. You never know. Uh, so goals um, and dreams. We'll be there one day. Amazon the other studio. <laughs> so, when did you start drinking? When did I start? Okay, yes. So in high school, I dated someone two years older than me. Okay, and in high school, you were still in Maryland. Yeah. So you were in Maryland, Annapolis. Yeah. Okay, because I've had people who've bounced around a lot. So I you... bounced around, yeah. So I grew up in Maryland, um, went to college in Colorado, and okay. then moved to um, New York like one year after college. Okay. So that's those are my three states: Maryland, okay, Colorado, so not, and New York. Yeah, because I've had people who were like, "Well, no, that was then, and then then I was over here, and then yeah. I was." And it's like, wait, I can't track. All right, so we're in Maryland. You're in high school. We're in high school. You're a sophomore dating a college dating freshman. Dating a senior. Senior. Um, yeah, get yeah. you some. So he was just like, you yeah. know, already like so cool. And so he always pushed drinking on me. And then I finally kind of was like, yeah, I'm cool. I drink. So then I kind of just fell into it, you know, at age, you know, I guess I was whatever. 14. 14. And I, but I, my first time drinking, I still vividly remember it. This is epic. 
I got hammered on 99 bananas. I remember 99 bananas. 99 bananas. I got hammered on 99 bananas my first time. I think it's the best starter pack. 99 bananas, and I think it was like 99 watermelon or 99 melon there's or apple. apple. Yeah. Maybe it was apple. Apple was another classic. Yeah. But you're like, wow, this tastes great. And then suddenly you're like, why do I feel so silly? For those of you listening, this I don't even think it's around anymore. <laughs> probably not because it's poisoning children from like <laughs> since 2000. But <laughs> that should be their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> but. Hang on, I almost forgot to take my notes. Uh, that's probably gonna be the title of this episode. Ninety-nine bananas. No, poisoning children since uh, two thousand. Be- I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so it was a super flavored. What was it? A, it wasn't a. It was, it was a like a brandy or a yeah, li- liqueur, vodka. I don't know. Well, no, it was like a hundred proof bullshit. Yeah, because it was ninety nine proof. That's why they called it ninety nine oh, whatever. I didn't even make that connection. No wonder I got fucked up. Yeah. So, but it tasted like candy. So when you would drink it, you would get fucking annihilated. Yeah. But you could do it when you were younger because it didn't taste like booze. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you did the ninety nine bananas thing? That was uh, either freshman or sophomore year of high school. Okay, and then sophomore you just got... year, yeah, sophomore summer, going into sophomore year. Okay, I remember going to it was going to some like twins birthday party at like a church. It was weird, so I was like, "This is fucking lame. Let's get hammered." So me and all my friends just roll in absolutely blackout. Um, yeah, and it was a fun fun time. Did first, you have a good time? Oh, the best time. I was you know the bell of the ball. I just was running around. I was like, "This is so great. I'm just so so." I love you guys. This is yeah, so it was much the fun. Yeah, um, So that was you know not love at first sight. Right, that one. Yeah, so. and then. And then you get into your sophomore year. You start dating mm-hmm. the older gentleman. Older dude. So then I kind of was just like in the scene with the older kids. And then also all yeah. my friends were drinking a lot too. And that was just kind of how we how we socialized. We, uh, my guy friend stole a um, like one of the big Gatorade water coolers from the gym, our school yeah. gym. And we would make um, punch, like, what did we call it? Hunch punch? Jungle juice. Jungle juice. Jungle it's hunch juice. punch or jungle juice. Yeah, 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 jungle yeah. Juice. It's all the same. Yeah, with like, you know, Rickoloff, like four handles of Rickoloff, yep. like two powders of uh, Kool-Aid, yep. um, and then some Sprite. Throw in some Sprite, some, maybe some, some fruit. Fresca. Yeah, no fruit. We weren't that fancy. No. We used to throw then, fruit yeah. in the South. And we would, and it said like my high school like like lacrosse on it, which is even better, um, or like Severn Athletics. And then... Uh, yeah, that was just every at every party. My friend Mike, he was always in charge of it. He brought the cooler, he brought the Kool Aid, and we just—it was just how we bonded. Really, it's kind of—it just was at the core of what we did yeah. at every party. Um, and I had a friend that lived by the school, and she had this gnarly basement, just dirty basement, and we would just flock there, and it was just us and our jungle juice. Lit. I mean, those are some of my favorite memories. Yeah, and that's the thing is, and I, it's a bit I do on stage, but people talk about like all the time, like, oh, my worst day sober is better than my best day drunk, and I go, you're a fucking loser. Like, yeah. I had great days drunk. Oh, the best times. Yeah, and those are some of the things you look back on. Like, when you're I wild play- and free. <laughs> But, Going back to my high school moments here. But yeah. I got to pull myself back to reality. <laughs> I'm in that basement right now. I'm back. I'm back. We're good. Tori's here. I was cool once. <laughs> I live. God, I'm a loser. I think I peaked in high school. I got to fucking figure that one out. Oh, my God. Uh, so then you start drinking regularly. And yeah. then what Like what happens? Do you do you get in any sort of trouble? You just do it on the weekends? or? Um, no trouble in high school. Really, I mean, I definitely had my moments of drinking too much, but I also had a real problem with um, getting like throwing up the next day. So okay. that kind of that kind of kept me in a box. Like I just knew I was gonna throw up the next day. Um, I mean, I <laughs> me and my, I mean, I'll never forget. I got kicked out of a Wiz Khalifa concert, Mac Miller Wiz Khalifa. I fell asleep on the bathroom floor 
in Baltimore in this like dirty Baltimore venue. So how old were you when this happened? I was a senior this time. Um, but I'll never. Are you still with the older guy? No, no, that was over then. Um, <laughs> you said it was such a disdain and sadness. Well, I'm like trying to unpack a lot with that. It was like my longest relationship I've ever had, which is terrible. It was like two years, and like I'm like as I get older, I'm like I used to be like haha, like young love, like I was so stupid to think I ever felt like that, and then now I'm like, oh my god, like I haven't had a serious relationship since then, and I think it really fucked me up. But everything's fine. I'm everything's good. fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably why you're hearing that. Um, no, but yeah. I was peeled off the floor in a <laughs> yeah, by two like giant bouncers and they're like get the fuck up and get out of here and they like tossed me out and I ended up like just spending the rest of the, the concert at a McDonald's with some friends but that was just oh it was um yeah Taylor Gang and Die remember Taylor Gang or Die was like Wiz Khalifa's saying yeah so we all we like our inside joke was Taylor Gang and Die because we all died at that concert but that was like unusual for us like our friend's dad who like I guess this is on the record. But he, you know, had a, he had his own yeah, drinking problem. Yeah, this is kind of being recorded. Yeah, so but I'll, I'll keep it all like anonymous. But yeah, he had like a bit of a drinking problem, and so he was he was always our designated driver. Okay. Concerning, and he just dumped me and all my hammered friends off at this this like Baltimore concert venue, and that was just par for the course for all of us. Like that was just like another night with my friends. Like, Here we go. Tori got peeled off the ground, and my friend lost her wallet, and they had all of her Christmas money in it, and so and so left their hang their camera hanging in the bag. You know, like, that was just us. Yeah. So you never got any like substantial trouble no. but you had like like moments of like that could have been really bad yeah that could have gone sideways yeah right, right. and like getting into cars like i have a memory in high school of getting into a car with a drunk driver and and like someone telling him hey like you won't go 100 and next thing we know we like hit a mailbox and the windshield is shattered well, let's tell this yeah what so this is just this is just this, this isn't is even, just par for the course i mean this is random. a memory that sticks with me being like oh that was a that could have been really bad yeah that's that's why i was wanted to ask you about it because We've talked about it before, and I know we talked about it, especially with Andrew. It's like there's nothing – and Dan uh, Tuma, we talked about it, John Slack. Like we've had a lot of people on where we talk about like drinking and driving and obviously being older now and looking back on it because I'm much older than you. But it's like one of those things where it's like, well, that was really stupid. Yeah. No, that was – that at the time, sometimes I live life like, oh, I'm on borrowed time almost. Yeah. Not to be dramatic, but I do kind of feel like, oh, well – because um, I'll never forget the next day I had a, a On my 30th birthday, I was told I should already be dead. So yeah, I feel us. the same way. Look at us. We're just thriving in, on borrowed time. But no, I uh, had a friend text me the next day saying, <laughs> sent me all these photos of tire tracks. And it was like next to this giant tree. And there was like this you know mailbox that had been shattered. And he was like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you guys almost hit this tree. You guys were like a photo. like 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and it was me and all my friends. Like I was laying on like everyone, like all these people's laps. And we had friends in the trunk. And it was like this little sedan. Everyone's dead. Exactly. If you hit that tree, everyone's dead. Yeah. And I yeah, and I just, I'll never forget it. Um, I was actually sitting on a friend's lap who has actually since passed. Um, and I remember he he pushed me because he saw it all coming. And I was and I hit my head on the window. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, no, sorry. I was trying to move you because I didn't even know what. Like I just was trying to like get you in a better position had something happen. I was yeah. like, oh my God. So that's just a time I'm like, oh wow, like that? Well, I was like a foot away from, you know, really something bad happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the next day texting my friend being like, oh my God, we almost died. And she's like, Troy, don't be dramatic. And See, I, and that's the thing that I that bothers me to this day because Savannah, my lovely girlfriend, friend of the show, she'll like go out with her friends after work. And I trust her and stuff. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want her to like text me to be like, you know, like, hey, what are you doing? Who are you with? Like, I don't care about any of that. But I'm like, we live in New York. Like, yeah. it's fucking dangerous. Oh, my God. And then she'll come home and she'll be like, don't, you're so dramatic. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I go, yeah, until it's not. Right. And, no, then, I, I and look, it's the yeah. same kind of thing where it's like, 
when we used to be young and do these like crazy dumb things, it's like, oh, wasn't that so funny? You seem untouchable, yeah. And in my head, because I think you and I are saying the same thing, where in our heads we're like, oh no, that was that could have been really, really mm-hmm. bad. And everyone else around us, I don't know if it's maybe we see the world differently because we're comedians or something, but it's like everyone around us is like, oh God, you're blowing it out of proportion. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Like no, that no. just almost happened. Yeah, I mean, in New York, I've, I've seen people get hit by cars. Um, you see things and you're like, wow, like life is so fragile. Yeah. And I feel like I'm constantly reminded of that. Just living in the city, it's like you're just dodging death all the time. Yeah, well, that, I mean. When you saw me come out of the elevator. I was like, oh my God, that elevator was small. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could have been trapped in there. <laughs> what did you say? It went up so it was fine, but had it stopped. Had it stopped, game the fuck over. <laughs> I'm a calm person until like, oh, let's until say like the not. subway stops between the tracks. Then my heart's like, I think we're going to stop right now. And I'm like, no, no, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. I look around everyone. Like if one person had like panic in their eyes, that's when I'm like, oh, we're, we're done. But, Do you fly a lot? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine with like honestly, like I've only ever had two like legitimate panic attacks, yeah. and one I was so stoned out of my mind, I really thought that 2012 was real and the Mayans were right, and I had to just convince myself in this crazy high state that dinosaurs were hit by meteors. So like, why couldn't we be? When did this happen? Oh, this is um going back 20, 2011, 2012, because it was during that time. Like me, yeah, me and all my friends got so like we. So you were in high school. I was my sophomore year of college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, uh, I thought you were going to say sophomore year of high school. I was going to say, you're not that much younger than no, me, No, 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 no. I'm 29. But uh, yeah, so- I don't, I mean, Do you want me to scrub that? Do you want that? What? 29? Yeah. I'm 29. I'm 29 and I love it. I need to tell myself that. I've been, I've been really, you know, the whole, I'm just white knuckling my final year of my 20s and it's fine. I just turned 29. It's fine. It's March fine. 2nd. It's Everything's fine. March 2nd. Oh, happy belated. Thank you so much. Of so I, I still got like 300 and whatever days of this. So we're we're good. We're good. Um, well, t- tell me about the 2012. I mean, that's that's an epic. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I love how you're like, oh, that's an epic. Like, I don't want to tell. It's a rabbit hole, a but it's also not like. <sighs> this is fun. So normally on the show, like my, I have is, people like okay. set up like, oh, where are you from? And then we get into stories. But you said very succinctly as we were walking in, yeah, I've got my list. It's all in my head. So I said, all right, it's on you. And so now you're just yeah, every time you're bringing a, up a story that I think might be interesting, I'm diving in. Cool. So. I just hope people are following. I am. I li- am a little bit all over the place. Yeah, so. it's fine. I'm okay. tracking. They're tracking. We're cool. all good. 2012, okay. sophomore 2012, college. sophomore year college. So we're okay. fast forwarding. Actually, we're we staying in fast. a. Okay, yeah, we are staying in a loose school. chronological we're order. Now. Yeah, we're in college so. now. Cool. So you uh, have the fun in college, uh, senior year. I go year, to Boulder because I think I'm the fucking coolest. And then you get accepted to the University of Colorado at Boulder. Mm-hmm. Go Buffaloes. Go Buffs. You say Sco. Sco Buffs. Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, so I'm at Boulder. I chose Boulder because I thought I was a stoner in high school and I loved snowboarding and I was like, I'm just the fucking chillest. You, I get out there. You've got that vibe about you. Yeah. Well, I'm actually pretty bummed I can't smoke because that is like my Oh, are you not smoking about, now either? I, well, I can after this. This, this, oh, this ended it happened? for me forever. This was 10 years ago. I know, but I can't go back. You don't even know what happened to me. So Let's go. Let's find out. Okay, so me and all my friends are getting pretty high, and some of them start talking. So about, freshman year, everything's fine, everything's good, and yeah, then I, get, you, go I hit, you know, I hit the bong a few times. I'm like, whatever, like that was fun, but like, I'm like, I don't, I'm not like. You look, I'm here to rip snowboards. Yeah, exactly. And I played lacrosse uh, club, so nothing too crazy. But I was just in my own, and I was honestly like, I was in culture shock my first year after like leaving Maryland and like lacrosse and all my best friends, and then going out to Colorado. I was like. What is this? Because that's a pretty big. I mean, was it a small town in Maryland that you grew up in? Annapolis. It's like. Oh, it's Annapolis. Yeah, yeah you said it's that. not that yeah. small, but yeah. um. But it's it, a military town. Yeah, Navy. Yeah. But yeah, so. Was your dad in the Navy? No, oh. my grandfather was. I think. And you guys just never left Annapolis. Yeah, 
No. Yeah, my mom grew up in Baltimore. My dad grew up in. Uh, be more careful. Is that what they say? Yeah, Baltimore. Be more. Oh, be yeah. more careful. Damn. Oh my God, I've got some blackout stories in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Sorry. To sorry, Colorado. sorry. We're in okay. Colorado. We're in Colorado. This is another drinking story, but I was. Uh, Actually, this is I was home for the summer. Okay. I was about to go back out to Colorado. And for all your my, sophomore year. For my sophomore year. And me and all my friends are hanging out, and we're getting really stoned. We're talking about the Mayans, how they predicted that 2012 that was going to be the end of the world. Yeah, there was the whole movie. There yeah. was the whole thing, yeah. And so we're all, like, really convincing ourselves, like, shit, like, people really think this is real. And, like, maybe it is. And 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 they're talking about how since people think it's going to be real, they're going to just, like, start, like, um, the purge, you know? Like, they're yeah. going to be like, well, you know, if this is all ending, like, I'm just going to shoot everyone. And, like, this is when the guns were, like— you know, they're obviously still very much a problem, but like that was like when they were loosey goosey yeah, with the loss. Yeah, and um, like you know, Virginia Tech was still like kind oh, of yeah. raw, and uh, also you could have a, a gun on campus at Colorado. That of was course like, you could. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's Colorado. Exactly. So I'm thinking I'm gonna go back to Colorado. I'm gonna be shot. You know, in this conversation, I'm like, oh my god, everyone just is like the purge is happening, like the world's ending, like I'm gonna shoot everybody. So that's high me thinking. And then I go home and I'm like thinking that more weed is going to solve my concerns. So me and my friend roll two joints each. So you've been smoking S- all day. Smoking all day. Go you're home. Back home. Back in home in Annapolis, my backyard. Yeah. It's my mom's out of town. It's just my sister that's home. Me and my friend in my backyard. We each roll a joint. I finish mine. I rip through it because I'm just like, this. at the end of this is peace and serenity. I finished the rest of hers because she hands me hers. She's like, oh my God, I'm so stoned. And I just, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening at this point. You're just going. I'm just going. And that's just kind of my personality. If it's food, if it's if it's alcohol, if it's weed, I'm going to finish it, all of it, and then some. Yeah. At this point, I can't even see straight. I look at her and I go, have you ever think, thought about dying? And she was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, have you ever thought about it? Like in death? And she was like, I mean, yeah. And I'm like, no, but like, really, like, we're gonna die one day. Yeah. And I she think was about it every day. And I was so stoned. It was like the curtain between life and death was just gone. And I was like, oh my god, how have we all been just living our lives? Just like, okay, do to do taxes. Like, what? We're gonna be dead. So I just lost my fucking mind. And I was like, well, the dinosaurs all died of meteors. Like, how are the mind? We don't know shit. We, if we think that there were giant lizards running around the fucking earth and we're just going to be like, yeah, like anything, I don't know. In my mind, in in that moment, anything could happen. So I was just, I like tried to go to bed. I couldn't. My heart is just like, it's like a, it's like a rabbit being chased by a fox, like yeah. that level. Like, I'm walking around my kitchen. It, like I have like an island in my kitchen, just ripping circles around it. And I'm like, hey, you want to go for a walk? She's like, Tori, it's four o'clock in the morning. No. And you can't sleep at I all. I can't. No, I can't even stop moving because I think if I stop moving, my heart's going to explode. So I go upstairs to my sister. She was a PA at the time, uh, like production assistant in DC. And so okay. she had like a 4 a.m. call time. I go up there. I just grab her hand and I put it on my heart. And I'm like, I think I'm dying. And she was like, at first she was like, get the fuck out of here. And then and then she was like, oh my God. Like your heart really feels like something it's is gonna wrong. It's going to burst out of your chest. So she sits up and she's like, all right, like take a cold shower. I don't know. So I go, I take a cold shower. Meanwhile, like I was ready to call 911 at least eight times. Like yeah. I kept grabbing the phone, like I'm going to do it. My friend was like, don't I'm going to do it. <laughs> and my friend was so stoned too. She's like, don't do that. Like, I think you're going to be okay. And, I, and then I'd come down and be like, oh my God, that was so weird. And then I would go back into like panic mode and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm actually still panicking. And then I'd be like, oh my God, I'm fine. I'm just so high. Ha, ha. Like literally I was insane. Anyways, I go to bed. I take a cold shower. I go to bed on this like little tiny Ikea couch that was like upstairs outside of my bedroom that was like made out of cardboard. 
And I remember like putting on like a full Patagonia sweatsuit and like letting my wet hair like run down. Uh. My, like Everything about it was like the least comfortable thing. But in that state, I just was like wet hair down my back, fleece and then cardboard couch. And I just kind of curled up and I was hoping I had to sleep it off. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, I still feel really fucked up. You were still high? I think I was high and just like, just emotionally like wrecked. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this whole death thing is going to happen one day. And I can't believe we're all just fine with that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, also the Mayans could be right. And it could be over right now. Yeah. And and I had to go back to college. And then my mom was like, okay, here's your flight. Like, go, go back. So I'm just fucked up. I'm like... I just, I'm like, I don't know what has happened to me. I've had a full like quarter life crisis where like death is real and everyone around me just seems fine with that. And the Mayans were to are totally right. And everyone's just like, this girl's fucking nuts. So you're back at school back and you're school. still in this mental yeah, state? Yeah, and I'm in like... this mental state and I'm in like the like hot sorority, like, and everyone like, it's like during like fucking- AZD, what was that? Chi Omega okay. at Boulder was like, Bleh. and like, it just, I was going through like a rush or like when you get the, the next group and yeah. like you're like clapping and you're doing all the dances. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna die. No, like, we're all gonna die. And everyone's like, something's die. wrong with this girl. And I like, didn't really make any friends. It was like my first year in the house. And I just was like, yeah, like I'm going through it. And then <laughs> my mom was like, yeah. Well, she was pledging. She was fun. We were like doing yeah, bong like, and drinking. And now she went home for the summer and came back and yeah. she's a fucking weirdo. I know. So then my mom was like, you need therapy. And so, oh, really? so I actually did go to therapy. I, I'll never forget the first day I go to the therapist, I sat on the couch and I just started sobbing. Yeah. I didn't know why. I didn't know what the hell. I just, and she was just, I was like, I don't care what you give me. Just give me some drugs. And she's like, no, we're going to talk about this. We talk. I go through, I go for like probably eight months. Jeez. By the end, I'm totally fine. I never did any. I never went on any medications, which I'm really grateful for to this day. Because I think at that age, if I if she'd just been like, "Here's some Xanax and some Klonopin, good luck," I would be. I don't even know who I'd be right now. So yeah. that's what happened to me. I started going to a neuropsychologist or neuropsychiatrist, whoever can prescribe meds. Uh -huh. And after like two months, he goes, "Okay, this is what I'm going to give you," and it was. Adderall, Klonopin, no, Xanax, like all this stuff. Not. Yeah. And obviously everyone sees how I turned out. So it's like maybe yeah. you just don't push all these drugs on like a 21-year-old really, kid yeah. who's struggling to like figure out his life. It's really – I actually really think the system's so fucked up. And I to this day am just beyond grateful because I just said I, – I said in this state I can't live life. Yeah. I'm so stressed out. Well, and when you get on all those meds, I just know from personal experience it turned it turned me into like a zombie. Yeah. Also, like going from Adderall to, to like Xanax is like yeah, it was like what? oh, well, here's like the Adderall to help you focus. Take a lot of it's time release so you won't get anxiety, and then here's Xanax in case you get anxiety attacks because those cocktail. were really bad. And I was just like, and obviously I was already spiraling, so it was it was really bad. And now coming up on four years sober, I don't take anything. Like mm -hmm. I, which is difficult sometimes because I still I have horrific anxiety. It's a chemical disorder in my brain. Right. And same thing with my depression. So it's one of those things where it's like people are like, oh, well, how do you deal? And I, you just fucking deal. Yeah. Like I do everything my sponsor asks me to do. I pray. I, you know, I help other people. I do all the – and I don't want this to turn into an AA ramp. But it's like one of those things where it's like that's what I do to survive. Right. Because if I start taking even time-released low milligram Klonopin – I'm going to be fucking housing the bottle by right. Thursday. Like, it's just yeah. not, that's just how it works. It's Slippery how I work. Slope. That's why I'm in New York doing comedy. Like, because yeah. I'm an addict. Like, yeah. if I do something, I do it. Right. So you go to therapy for eight months, yeah. kind of get this whole thing worked out. Yeah. No pills, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And then what, do you just stop going to therapy? You're just like, all right. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm, all I'm better. good. I'm yeah. like, I, again, like, 
I was so bad to the point where like loud noises would set me off mm-hmm. and I learned like that's actually part of the disorder like people would come into like lecture halls of like 400 people and I'd hear them like smash the door open and I'm like this is when I die and I would like go into this like flight mode yeah so I learned a lot about that and like why I did that and I learned a lot about my past and she kind of untangled things that I didn't realize were still affecting me um and so this is your sophomore so this would be like sophomore into junior year yeah of but it gets I love the end of this story though because on the day that the world is supposed to end, I'm home with my mom and the power goes out. And we're like, what the fuck? What day was it supposed to end? Like December 12th. Yeah, 12, 12, 12, yeah. Right? yeah, okay. So power goes out and we're like, whoa, that was So weird. you're back home for winter break. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we look out and I live like on a river and the water oh, is lighting me. up. That sounds like a brag. It's, it's, you know, it's a little, quaint little town, little river. Uh, but we look out and the water is lighting up and the sky, it's like a cloudy day and it's like blue. And I have to actually, I feel like I should show you this like this YouTube because like it's literally like Annapolis apocalypse. It's still on YouTube because it's that like legendary. And like I'm so going So you up, already thought the world yeah. was going to end on 12 12. Mm-hmm. And then there's this thing that comes out where you, the power goes out and you look over onto the river. And this is, oh my happening. God. And that's happening outside. Yeah. So look at it on YouTube. It's called Apocalypse Near Annapolis. And the sky is just lighting yeah. up. Yeah. So I'm, and then everything goes dark. Oh wow, that's insane. Yeah, right. Right. What is that from? So Transformer apparently blew at the mall. Okay. Um, but I didn't. In, in the moment, I'm like, oh my god, like we're all dying. Yeah. Here and it is. my mom is just like, I'm gonna go pour some scotch. Like that was her solve at the time. So yeah. that's mine too. Yeah. By it's just the way. me and mom and <laughs> surprise to everybody listening. But if there's Woo! a meteor coming, I'm probably gonna oh, fall yeah. off the wagon. No, that's what, yeah, I think that's a fair time to go back. Um, but yeah, so that's how the story ends. Uh, but then everything was fine. And yeah, here it's we so, are. It's interesting because. I thought hap- they just sounded insane, but whatever. No, you didn't. This is <laughs> this is really good because this, this is something that I've experienced too in my life where it's one of those things where it, it's funny because in the moment, sometimes these things, like you said, like someone slams a door and you're like, this is it. This is when I die. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't. And then. The, like we were talking about earlier, the further you get away from it, the more you're like, oh, that, that's insane. Like I've been in relationships before where the person is just like, they'll, what they'll do is they'll do this fun thing where they'll block my number. This is from a relationship a while ago, but she was like a sociopath. Mm-hmm. So if she wanted to go have sex with her ex or something, she would just block me on, we were dating and she would just block me on everything. So I couldn't bother her. Mm-hmm. And then she would just unblock me. So in those moments of when I'm blocked, I'm like, this is like my world is ending. Like my whole yeah. world is crumbling because I know what's going on. But now, you know, super far removed from it. I'm like, oh, she was just like, a a, so, yeah, like that's not a big deal. Totally. But it's the same thing in those moments where my anxiety ramps up. And I don't know if you're the same way, but when my anxiety gets going, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the end. And then it, it isn't. And then everything kind of works out. And then the emotional hangover the next day of like, oh, my body was like, like ready for this to be it Mm -hmm. and now it wasn't so i'm like exhausted and just tired and like just feel like shit and i'll be like i didn't drink i didn't do anything but i still feel like so run down because your body gets so hyped up like Mm -hmm. here we go here we go yeah yeah, it's ready and then nothing happens and then it's like oh yeah i guess we're not dying today next time So when did you take this class, the uh, public speaking class? What year was that in college? Okay, uh, public speaking class. That was my <laughs> sophomore year. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you were going to say sophomore year. So yeah, that was when I was timeline. living in the house. So yeah, I wake up and I I was living in. So a you're going to house. therapy. You're living in the sorority house. Yeah. You're in this mentally kind of disjointed state of yeah. everything's fine one day, but then the next day it's like, oh, what are we doing all this for? We're all going to die. A little bit. I mean, it was really just getting through my anxiety from that initial weed okay. induced panic attack. 
Um, and then that just kind of unraveled like a lot of personal traumas that I had gone through. Like in high school, like my mom was diagnosed with type one diabetes and she like passed out in an ER, like in my arms. And oh my at God. 15, I never really unpacked that. I was like, oh, like that was crazy. Like she almost died because her blood sugar level was at a thousand and it should be at a hundred. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So, and she really, she, she's the kind of person that's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So mm. she, she had so diabetes. So she just never knew she was she diabetic? Type, no. Well, so it comes on, like my grandfather got it in his thirties and okay. she got it in her forties. Um, because so type isn't type I, one is juvenile, so type like usually like you're born with it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, or it can come on like later in life. Yeah, because I I had a, a server assistant at a restaurant I used to work at, and I remember one time a table asked him about the uh, desserts, and he showed him the bracelet because I'm type one diabetic. I've never had any of the desserts, and I was like, quit bumming everybody out, dude. <laughs> but it was yeah. so funny in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, I don't eat sugar. I'm type one yeah. diabetic. So I always thought type one was like the one that you had since you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, typically that is the case, but uh, it can just hit just, you randomly. Okay. Like, like if you're really stressed out. Like, yeah, exactly. Later in life. And you're like, I'm, I'm kind of like on the, like, you know, a little bit on the defense of if I will get it because, yeah, my grandfather, my mom. And I'm like genetically very much like them. Like I look like them and oh, okay. have like similar health issues. Do you eat? A, do you eat clean or do you eat like um, a comic? Such a good question. Like not, and most of the times I do. But then like if I, like when I'm drinking, I'm just a wild animal. Yeah, drunchies. You're yeah, the drunk munchies. No, like, like next level. Like just my friends have like pulled me away from cake at weddings. You showed me. Like, I was gonna more, say you yeah. showed me that picture. Yeah, like Which that's we're gonna me. get to. That's yeah. gonna be the last story oh, we man. tell. So yeah, yeah. So anyways. Sophomore in college. So I that I was unpacking a lot of trauma from the past during that therapy. And uh, where was I going with that? Drinking, uh, public Drinking. speaking. Public speaking, So oh. you were in the class. In the and class. Because we were talking about you. So you were a sophomore. You're living in the house. Living in the house. And at the time, you're going to therapy. Yeah. Trying to unpack everything. Unpack all that. That was, But then yeah. you're also, you also have this public speaking class that you're now taking. Yes. So you're just waking up in the morning and for breakfast, you're making it. Just a, getting hammered. Yeah. So what, was that contradictory in your head at all? Did that like counteract? Like, hey, I'm going to therapy. I'm trying to be better. And Never then, like, thought twice about drinking. Boom. Never. My thought. girl. Yeah. There we go. Never, ever, ever. I was like, it was totally. Also, like at Boulder, it was like the time during like I'm Schmacked, which was like really big, and like it was all about just like getting absolutely hammered. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I would fill up a solo cup with Burnett's and like just totter around a party, like it was just like this is mine. And I would get bottles of Svedka, like you know, like the oh, yeah. like. And me and my friend would split them, and we wouldn't share it because we'd be like, no, no, this is only mine and Tandler's. Like this is we're doing a bottle night. We called it a bottle night, and we would split it, and we wouldn't. And we like literally like, drugged ourselves. Like it was our it was our move. Like yeah. What? So I used to call it. Uh, everyone used to make fun of me. So after I left football. Um, because all my concussions and I was basically, you know, I was done with football. I couldn't play anymore. So then I started just, I was like, well, where am I going to put all this crazy addictive energy into? Mm -hmm. So I put it into partying and yeah. drinking and drugs. So I used to get a backpack and I would put a two liter bottle of Diet Coke in there or Mountain Dew or whatever I was drinking. And then a handle of, at first it was Captain Morgan, but then once that stopped working, I would, I would switch to Sailor Jerry later on. And I would have that in my backpack. Like a camelback? No, like a regular backpack. Oh, okay, Two liter okay. and a handle in the backpack. Uh -huh. And then I would just show up to parties and like be like, no, this is mine. Like, this is mine. Yeah. And then if people want to do like a shot or something, I'll, I'll dole share. it out. But this is mine. Wow. And then you guys have your stuff. Because especially a lot of times in college parties, it's like it's all beer and I never drank beer. I hated mm -hmm. beer because I just wanted to get fucked up. Right. I wanted my anxiety and depression to go away. I don't want to hang out with you guys and sip beer. Like, I want this gone. Mm -hmm. The quickest way to do that is shots. 
shots. Yeah. So I would, I would just walk around and people would make fun of me all the time because I couldn't drive either because I had my first DUI. Oh. So I literally walk up to parties with my backpack, start pouring myself a drink, hang out. And then when I was ready to go, just Irish goodbye, just you wouldn't see Brennan again. And I just vanished. Damn. So, but you I guys did the same thing. You walk. guys would just yeah. you'd show up with your bottle nights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how long did that last? Like all through college? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it continued on when I moved to New York. Okay. So let's talk and about that. Probably until like last week, honestly. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, 17 days ago. I've grown up so much. So you finished school. You majored in school. marketing? Yeah, marketing, communications, and journalism. Okay. Like advertising. And then you decided, like, you want to move to the city. Was New York always on top of mind, or no. how that happened? My sister lived here. at the, I mean, She's been here for 10 years. She's still here. Okay. So um, she was doing this. This is the same sister who was doing PA stuff? Or? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my mom lived here in the 80s, so it kind of felt like a rite of passage. Like, that's, like, how we... The coal know, girls? Yeah. Exactly. But I also was afraid of New York. I was like, I'm going to die in the Subway. Like I just like I just wrote off New York. Cause I was like, we talked about 2012. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, clear, I clearly have some anxieties. But uh, and I was I was in Boulder. I was like chilling. I was skiing. I was just happy out there. And uh, but I couldn't get hired. Were you still ripping snowboards? Yeah, I stayed out there for a year because you couldn't pull me out of there. I was like, oh, this is my life now. Like, I'm gonna get a dog. And I was working at like a pretty good ad agency on the American Airlines account, like doing advertising for them. And okay. Um, but then they that was like a like a really intense internship program and they were like okay like thanks interns and we're like wait what like we thought we were getting hired and like no we can't afford you right now so then i was job searching and no one no one hired me so i was like i guess i guess i'll look at in new york and then yeah because this is like the number one place Mecca for advertising yeah. yeah so then i landed a job on at mcgarry bowen which is a pretty big agency on the united airlines account so you're back on United. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was doing well, American, American Airlines, and, now, and then it was okay. a very seamless transition because of that. Yeah, so you're back on airlines. Speaking of this, I call this phase of my life the year I became proficient in drinking rosé because my entire team was alcoholics. Like, my one boss was Australian, and my very first day of work, I sit down at my desk and I look up, and he pulls whiskey out of a drawer and pours it into his coffee, and he goes like, he goes, shh. And that was Are my you first still day. With this company? No, no. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I blacked out so much at work. It was actually really intense. Like, I, all we would do, we would. He was a real loose unit, as uh, Julian uh, Barani says. Yeah, that's what he Barani. says. Yeah, he. Uh, that was the title of his episode. He uh, said, apparently in Australia, when someone's crazy, loose unit. The loose unit, mate. That's yeah, a real loose unit. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a good accent. Thank you. I was actually the voice of the first Outback I ever worked at when you would call in here. G'day. Thanks for calling Outback Steakhouse 225 Coastline Drive. That was me. Wow. Yeah. I never called that one. But well, why it would you? you? It's Palm Coast. That's, that's in Florida. That's but. hilarious. All right. <laughs> Getting on to that. Um, anyways, <laughs> so yeah. First, your first job boss in New York was Australian. An alcoholic. Alcoholic. We drank. Bag. Every every week was a boozy lunch here. You know, we're just... We also went to that. But that's really the dream, right? You're coming out of college. You're that's 22, what I thought. Yeah, it was like, so fun. But I'm mad, also like fat. Mad. I'm like getting fat and like kind of like lost and There's sad. A hard, hard FAT into the mic. Fat. You I'm bringing like, that word back. You were like, oh, I was gaining weight. Or you go, I was getting fat. I was getting fat. You leaned right into the mic. Fat. No, I didn't have a neck. Like I was drinking oh, so much wine at work. And, and like the sugar. You got to watch the diabetes too. I know. I know. Believe me. It's all coming together. It's, yeah. But anyway, so that was that. was that. And then. Um, so this is your first year in New York. First year in New York. And I'm were making, you going out and like partying oh, and making yeah. good money and living in no, Soho? No, no, no. I'm making like, $37,000 as an assistant account executive. I'm making $0. That's nothing in New York. I'm poor, I'm drunk, I'm lost, but I'm Where having the best time. 
I was living in the Lower East Side. Okay, so you're in Manhattan. Yeah, and That's I'm a, loving tell, it. Like, I always tell people when they first moved, like I know because I've been here for six months, but that was our whole thing. Was like, we're if we're going to move to the city, we're going to spend at least the first year in Manhattan. Like, you uh, got to stay. Mm-hmm. And now that we have our apartment and it's going real well, I was like, actually, I don't think we're going to leave this. Yeah, you got to give it a good run. Unless they jack up the rent like astronomically, like we're staying right here. Totally, totally, yeah. So no, Lower East Side. Lower East Side. Are, and you're not. What year is this? 2017. 2016. Okay. Hmm. And I honestly look back on these years and I like can't help but smile. Like I was a mess. I was making no money. It was a shit house. Like I just like my job was weird. Like I just everything was bad, but it was the best. Yeah. You know, like I walked to and from work every day it was three miles because oh, wow. I was afraid of the subway and I was poor. So I was like, fuck it. I'll walk like a savage animal. Like I would show up at work sweaty like a kid at yeah. recess. Like just gross. Got to get off that, and I would, like, that wine weight. Yeah. And I would like make like coffee at my desk and my little French press because I was like too poor to buy coffee. Everyone was just like, this girl needs so much help. And I did. But it was the best. Yeah. I like I look back at the time and I'm like that was. And it's interesting best. you say that because I, I bring this up a lot, but. There are so many people just in this country alone where they'll never get, they'll never do that. It's weird because we live in New York now, so it's different. And this is to everybody listening who even thinks about moving to a bigger city. Like, just do it. Yeah. Just don't even think twice. Just go. Because I remember talking to my grandmother about moving to New York and she's like, oh, I've never, I've never been. And I'm like, you're almost, literally, she's almost a hundred years old. I go, how have you been alive this long and you've never gone to what was recognized for a very long time as one of the greatest cities in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you've lived a, an hour and a half flight away. Like how have you never been there? Yeah. And it's interesting because you're like, yeah, you know, I was broke. I was walking. But it's like no one can ever take that away. If you move back to Annapolis tomorrow, you're still going to be the person who lived, went and lived in New York. And not a lot of people can say that. I mean, there's a lot of people here. But, you know, in the grand scheme of the country, not a lot of people can say that. And I – I only bring that up because it's one of those things where it doesn't matter how shitty things can be. We're still doing it. Yeah. That's, that's really. Why, that's why I always tell people, like, even if I go to an open mic and it's four comics and no one's paying attention, I do real material I know works and it bombs because no one's watching. Mm-hmm. I'll walk out of the mic and be like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, I'm still doing comedy in New York. Like, who fucking cares? Totally. So I don't that's know. That's a really beautiful and fresh perspective because I feel like, you know, being here coming up on seven years, like, I lose that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm here, like, but I'm not, you know, where I want to be because no one ever is. But thank you for saying that. That's really... Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things where, because I go home a lot because it's, you know, it's a cheap flight on JetBlue just to pop Mm -hmm. right back down to Jacksonville. And I love all my friends to death, but for the most part, it's like, oh, everything's right where I left it. Right. No big deal. I tell a joke... and I really love it. I, I, uh, man, not to do a bit on this. I feel like a you can do it hat. if you want. Just don't burn it if you don't want to. Well, I, I'll just say it. Okay. But I say I, I love going home and walking into like the local bar and just seeing everyone that never left my hometown. I'm like, you fucking losers. But meanwhile, they've got like husbands and babies and savings accounts. Like they're doing really well. Like they're happy. Yeah. And they're looking back at me like, oh, her story. I heard she's uh, trying to do stand up comedy in New York. Like what a fucking loser. <laughs> You know, and it kind of puts this bow on like perspective. It's like, I think they're fucking losers, but yeah. you know, they're really, maybe they're happy or maybe they're not, but I think to each their own. And I think if you've settled for that life and you're happy, good for you. If you're not, then that's sad for you. Yeah. But well, it's they like could the, also look at me being like, what a fucking lunatic. Yeah. 
doing comedy in New York. Like, well, who does she think she is? What does she think she's doing? You know, but who does whatever. She is? Taylor but I'm Tomlinson? doing it. Who does she I'm think doing she it. is? You know, but it's also one of those things too where it's. Funny. So did I burn the bit? I hope I didn't. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's actually and it's really it's true because like I'll talk to my twin sister who's married with kids and stuff and. I was just like, yeah, that's a weird, that's your life. And she's like, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Like, I love my life. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I wanted. And then she looks at me, she goes, like, you make good money, but you're still broke. Like, you're running around the city, you're paying fucking 50% in taxes. Like, what, like, you have nobody. You have Savannah. And if you guys get into a fight, like, you have no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. You're alone. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I like it. This is exactly what yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but it's like Bill Burr said that that famous quote, you know, that's been chopped up and put on memes and all sorts of stuff. You know, failure isn't living on a futon in your thirties. Failure is waking up next to someone you don't care about, going to a job you hate. Yeah, in your thirties, like mm-hmm. it's not. So you're in New York doing that. See, I always bring it back. We're chasing our dreams, everybody. <sighs> um, <laughs> this is going to just sound like an infomercial. Like, We're Move great. All of you listening suck. <laughs> It's not, I mean. it's not my intention. My intention is to like, to encourage people to chase your dream. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. If I can do Back it. Back to Goggins. If I can, yeah. If I can get arrested eight times, almost die, fucking have no money. So can you. A 385 credit score, <laughs> you can come to New York too. Uh, so you're at the ad agency, Rosé every day. Rosé all day. Rosé all day. And then what happens? Like what? I get fired. You got fired. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting because mm-hmm. I thought you said you were going to quit and pursue well, they, your dream they of stand-up. could tell I really didn't like them. I didn't, they didn't, you know, I just, I could, I just wasn't in it. Yeah. So I got my, um, immediately, I was already job, I was already like looking for jobs. Okay. So, so you were already I was, kind of I was out the door and I got yeah. my job that I currently have now. At Le- uh, it's doing advertising for Lexus. Um, okay. And I love it. I did that for like two and a half years. I fell into it. It's just like someone on LinkedIn was like, hey, you want this job? And I was like, I don't even, I don't even, I just don't want my old job. So sure, whatever the fuck, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and I ended up loving that job, but okay. then two and a half years in, someone was like, Hey, you should really push yourself and get a better job. So I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. So I went to this marketing job that paid a lot of money, but I was miserable. Oh, so you left, left, Lexus yeah. mm-hmm. and went to this. And then the, the pandemic company. hit. My life was just garbage. I just spiraled. I moved home to Maryland. I bought a car, drove to Denver. I just didn't even so know. So you, are you at the... Are you at the high paying job when the pandemic yes. hits? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm sad because I'm working really hard. At a pandemic, I'm working triple while also being like, I think people are dying. Like, I think this is a, I think there's other problems. I shouldn't be sending emails right now. And they're like, no, send more emails. All of the emails, you must send all of them now. So dealing with that was really hard. Um, and I just kind of learned that, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, which obviously is, everyone knows that. But it just, t- it took taking a high paying job and being absolutely fucking You sad. have to have money to realize that money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's one of the, I, I mean, it's true yeah. because anybody, like, because I don't, like there are so many things I wish I could pay off right now and I feel like that would make me happy. Yeah. But then there are also times where I had, where I got that settlement and I had a lot of, like I had almost $30,000 and I blew mm-hmm. through that in 28 days and mm-hmm. I was still miserable. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, it's not, that's not what it, yeah. it's about. So, so what ends up happening? You, pandemic hits. Pandemic hits, that job. I just, I grin and bear it for about a year. And I honestly, like, I, I can't be too mad. Like, I still got to travel the country. Like, I I got a Jeep and I drove to Denver and I live with a friend out there. And, then, and are you just working remotely? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I drove to California. I was out there for a while. And then I drove, I was in Florida for a little with my grandmother. Where's um, your grandma live? Boca. Yeah. Yeah. I went to college at FAU. Oh, Ooh, nice. Go else. Boca Raton. Yeah. Spanish for the rat's mouth. Exactly. Um, so then you come back to New York. 
Then, yeah. Or do, you go to, do you go to Maryland or do you come back to New York? Uh, well, it's kind of a funny story. I was just kind of floundering around. My grandmother was even like, why the fuck are you here? She's like, get the fuck out of here. After like two days, she's like, yeah, it was nice literally, to see no, you. No, I'm not like... kidding. She literally like asked me out. Like, we'd be eating dinner and she like, wouldn't talk to me. I'd be like, what's happening? And then I later realized it was actually very sweet. She wanted me to go like live my life. So yeah. Rich Brooks, um, he texted me and was like, hey, you want your spot from the industry room? Because I did the industry room. Oh, that... yeah. When did you get into comedy? We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I took a class at the Comedy Cellar back in 2019. That was okay. when I wanted to. That's when I wanted to give a good maid of honor speech. So I took a class. Yeah, and See, then, we came all yeah, the way full back circle, around. folks. Um, yeah, so I took a class. So this is 2019. You're working at the high paying job. This is uh, f- still at Lexus, actually. Okay. Um, did the Comedy Cellar class? Put my like showcase on Reddit, thinking that I was gonna get like booed off the internet, and like it made it to like the top of like the Reddit Santa page, like. Like people this were is like, your first ever, first this is ever after, yeah. doing, the, after mm-hmm. doing the class at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. The, and so I was like, oh, like I, I'm good at this, I guess. And I'm blackout drunk for my first. I'm, in this video on YouTube, don't remember it. Okay. Like literally, I used alcohol to get through stand-up, honestly, until like two months ago, if I'm being fully transparent. Uh, yeah, so I don't even remember doing my um, class comedy, like my showcase. So I'm, you have no no recollection of no. that? No. I got off stage and I said to my friend, I remember saying to my friend, did I... Did I tell jokes? She's like, yes, it was good. Um, so I put that on Reddit, got some like false confidence, threw myself into the industry room immediately. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm good at this. Like, I'm going to invite all my friends. Do you know enough people? Yeah, because you've been here for a while, so you know yeah. enough people to bring. 50 people ended up coming to my industry room, which Get is, the they were like, they, Rich was like, well, you actually like shouldn't have done that. Like, that was like kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even know what was happening. I just, I told all my friends about it. And I was like, I think, you know, this is how this goes. I ended up the mic, the fe- the wire came out of the mic. I'm so new to comedy that I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, even know what know to, do. to do. Yeah. I started yelling about like AirPods and wires and everyone just like, plug it in, you idiot. Um, but I ended up getting spots from that, but the- I didn't get them until 20- like 2021 because yeah. of- So the pandemic hits, hits, you completely stopped doing comedy yes. and you're just like, all right, this is over. Yeah, because it was, was a fun. new thing. Yeah. I was like- yeah, I was. I had like early, like I guess, success with it, but I was like, I don't know anyone or anything about this, and I kind of felt like I found my identity. Like, oh, like, this, I love this. This is. I feel like, like my first open mic, I didn't fall asleep until four in the morning because I was like, alive inside. Yeah. I was, like I've never felt this alive in my entire life. Yeah. But then it was like pandemic, and I was like, I guess. That I guess was... that's just gone now. Exactly. And that was when we like thought like, you know, the world was gonna end forever. I was like, yeah. I guess New York is dead. 2012 all over again. Literally. Yeah, so I just kind of just was like, whatever. And then Rich texted me like April of 2021 was like, hey, you want your spot? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I guess I'll move back to New York. So I just literally <laughs> texted a friend. I was like, hey, you, you have a room open? She's like, yeah, someone's actually like leaving next week. So move in. And I, I'm in that apartment now. And I've just been back ever since. And I wheeled and my so way into Broadway. And I've been there working. You, how did it? I just I'm curious because I know it doesn't have a ton to do with the theme of the show, but. What happened with the job? So you were at Lexus when you did the Comedy Cellar thing. Yes. Then you left for what, like six months, a year? A uh, year. Okay. And then, and you then were... actually was doing, I left the Regis job, the marketing job, for to work for the School of Thought Okay. with uh, Stacia Patwell. Um, and that blew up really quickly because her uh, friend, Laura Bites, went on Joe Rogan. Um, so she, and I had done her program with her. And so she was like, she just needed help because she blew up overnight. So I quit my like corporate marketing job to do the, the School of Thought. The high paying job? Mm-hmm. Okay to do school of thought did that for about six months and it just was kind of chaotic like it's a great brand love it everything was cool with it but i needed like health insurance a little more structure yeah. and yeah so i just reached back out to my old job and i was like hey i'm still around and they're like yeah sure why not come on back 
So I'm home. Feels good. Feels like my life is kind of falling back into place. I've got there health you. insurance, which is really beautiful. I don't even have health insurance. Oh yeah, well, I went to the ER without it, and that's been really fun. Yeah, that's um, so what really I did fun. When I uh, had all my hospital visits when I was uh, much younger, I just uh, waited, and then after about seven years of no contact, I disputed them, and they all fell off. So I should just not pay these. No, things? no, no. You should pay. You should be on top of it. But I'm just saying. If you have a traumatic experience and then all of a sudden you just are a ghost for 10 years uh-huh. because you can't get your life together. Got it. A lot of that stuff just goes away. Okay. Good to know. I'll just ignore our problems until they're gone. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's so speaking of, we've got about five, 10 minutes oh, left. Shit, I want okay. to get this into is, the, yeah. to, so you don't drink anymore. Well, it's been 17 days. So. And we're going to, well, for right now, you, don't, you <laughs> haven't would had like, a drink. I would like to think I'm, I'm, this is me now. I'd like to think that. I have a wedding coming up. Um, oh, so and, we'll see. Yeah. And that's so when I decided to go sober, it was because of the bachelorette. And I, this, Let's talk this, about it. So this is in Dallas, Texas? <laughs> yes. Honestly, it's not, it's, not that, it's not that bad. The story well, is not the that bad. I mean, I've got way better stories, but. But this is what led to you not drinking this at the true. moment. Okay, so I yeah. wanted to hear about this. Yes. So bachelorette party, Dallas, bachelorette, Texas. Dallas. What happened? I'm, I'm I'm just drinking wine like water, which is what I do anyways. But um, recently this has been a theme pattern, as I as you know patterns typically happen with you know addicts. So uh, I was at a wedding in February. I blacked out and I texted the last person I dated, and I kind of just like unpacked some of my feelings from that relationship. But it was like nonsense and just kind of chaotic. And I read it the next day, and I was like, oh my god, like I sound absolutely insane. And I reached out and I was like, hey, if you don't mind just deleting that thread, like, haha, that was weird. I was just really drunk. And then end scene there. Um, and then it happens again. The bachelorette rolls around. I'm blackout drunk. I'm eating everything. Like, I'm just being a wild animal. Like, people had to, like, the take chips away from me. you going to be the cover art for the really? show. Really? Oh, my God. No, I mean, it won't be. It could be. It Honestly, be, it's funny. Just, just, run it, just run it by me and, and then I'll, I'll give it the green light. I look so ugly. People look at that photo. Like, I showed it. I've been showing it around. It and doesn't like, look like you. It doesn't, they, they go, that doesn't look like you. I'm like, I'm so drunk. It, my face, my face it structure It looks like different. when you see an animal, like, and you startle them with the flash yeah, and they're yeah. like, ah! Yeah. That's what it looks is it, like. Which one? The chip the, one? Yeah, we're yeah, like yeah. this. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Fine, sure. We'll do it. Why not? I'll um, send it all to you before Okay, cool, it cool. Out. But uh, anyways, I mean, I, this is just, I go into this mode of like, they had to like take the chips away from me. Like I was at the end of the table at the Mexican restaurant, just like chip basket after chip basket, just like. And I, powdered I, margaritas or you yeah, still oh, all of it just yeah. you name it it's going in my, I'm just like whatever that's just how I act so I had and I reached back out to this ex again same ex same ex and it's just not a good look and I said some things that like I remember feeling it during the time like this is going back two years so and I'm and I and when it ended, I was like, I'm fine. Like, you know, I played Cool Girl for two years. Like, I haven't talked to this guy in two years. Like, I have locked it up. But then Pandora's box somehow got, like, wrenched open. Yeah, booze will do that. And then it got really wrenched open again. And I just looked at the text. And I was like, the next day, and I'm like, I have to work on something. Like, uh, this is bigger than, this isn't this guy. This isn't, this is, like, oh, I have. This is a Tory problem. Yeah, like, I have to look inside. And I don't think if i if i drink alcohol again i don't want this box to open back up because this is weird i'm like this isn't me like so i'm like i found a therapist and i'm like i'm just gonna be sober and i'm gonna unpack some things and then maybe like we'll see where it goes yeah but right now that that's what's that's honestly texting my ex is what caused my sobriety 
Okay. Right now. Yeah, I was like, this is disgusting. I'm 29 years old. I, I'm acting like a like a 14 year old who just got. Her You're heart going broken. all the way back to the relationship, the longest one you had, yeah. which was in high school. And that's and that's I think where I'm right now realizing, like my parents are like heinously divorced. Like I'm like, oh, I've never really been in like a like a healthy relationship. Yeah. And I'm looking at my patterns, and I'm realizing just this last recent like just slew of messages that I send into the world. I'm like, that's weird. And we need to figure this out. So I just was like, I gotta, I gotta look inward on this. This isn't about him. This isn't about anything. This is about me and figuring it out. Figuring it out. So I was thinking, yeah, maybe uh, sobriety would do me some good. There you go. Well, so that's you're on that. Day 17 Not by a the great time. story, but that's just no, the but truth. It's, yeah, it's and plus the picture's worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. Uh, plug everything one more time. All your um, uh, social media, everything yeah, like just, that. That's how we got on our TikTok tangent. At Tori Cole is my Instagram. If you want to follow along my sobriety journey, we'll see how long it lasts. By the time this comes out, it's going to be like just hammered. a bunch of stories you hammered. <laughs> just drinking rosé. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, that's really all I have. I need to get on other things and be a better comedian. But uh, Do you have a website? Technically, but it's a back burner project. Oh, it's called yeah. The Bad Celery. It's, that's another story. That's a good story. Well, but we'll have time. you back on. Yeah. We don't have time right now, <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, go follow Tori. Check her out. She's all over New York. Hilarious comedian. Uh, follow me on all social media at Brennan T. Comedy. Check out the website, BrennanTComedy.com. I'll be in Ohio next month, so that'll be fun. Come see me. And then uh, subscribe on Patreon because that's how we pay the bills. Subscribe. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you. Boom. Boom.